0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Fantasy Football Breakdown, episode 156. Missing a little bit of two drinks today, so drinks are on the third mic.
1: Oh, man. I don't know how I feel about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, it's too late. Two drinks said if you were here, you had to buy the drinks. So, got the third <laughs> mic here. And we're bringing up a first timer to Fantasy Football Breakdown, the goat himself, JD from Goat District. JD, how the hell are you? Thanks for coming on.
2: I'm awesome, man. I appreciate you guys having me. This is, uh, it's odd for me because I'm usually rocking like a tall boy IPA when I'm recording, but it's 12 o'clock up here in the T DOT. So uh, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it civil on a Friday. Well, as we said,
0: Mike's uh, buying. So just do it up.
2: All right. Uh, if you're buying, <laughs> I'm, down, I'm down anytime.
0: So, Mike, real, or JD, sorry, really quick, tell them anywhere to find you. Missed you. Uh, if they're not Twitter listening, you- to go district
2: yeah <laughs> we're not at episode 156 but we're we're, we're uh we're creeping up on the 100
0: the yeah it's a it's a fun little milestone you know we did 150 a while ago and um i don't know after that we just kind of like been banging them out the last couple of weeks it seems like
2: I, i'm surprised we've made it to, to i think we're at 72 or something like that i'm surprised we've made it this far this long so i'm just happy it's still going i'm happy to be on with you guys today you can find me on twitter at goat district and uh, you can find our podcasts uh, at the Goat District pretty much on any platform. And uh, actually, since I'm on here, I am dropping. Uh, we have a couple new projects dropping under the Goat District umbrella. So stay tuned for that uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You want to talk a little more about it or just yeah, well, leave us hanging I- there?
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the first one is uh, actually my co-host, Dan and I. We are sponsored uh, by the FFPC, our favorite site to play uh, fantasy on, high stakes especially. And uh, we've actually worked something out where we're going to do a mini-series. Dan and I got an entry into the Football Guys Championship, so it's two hundred and fifty grand for first place. We're going to co-own a team, and we're just going to kind of document it throughout the process. So from – we've already recorded one episode, which we're itching to drop. It, we had uh, – a Mr. Hubbard on, who actually won the main event on the FFPC, which is half a million dollars he won playing fantasy. So we've got him on just to talk strategy. He's basically giving us his pointers, how to draft in a big tournament like this. So that's the first one we're doing. We're, we're excited about that. And then I've got something uh, that I've been, uh, it's been in the back of my mind for a while. Shout out to DT, DTC Jason, who uh, put, put some fire under my butt, told me he'd steal my idea and uh if i didn't come out and start uh, working on it so it's called goat district ballin okay. it's gonna be, it's gonna be just hanging out with uh some guests and uh drafting some best balls and just shooting the shit whether we're talking fantasy talking personal whatever it is man whatever comes up uh it's just uh, another way to learn about fantasy learn about best ball but also uh, have some fun entertainment with it
0: is that going to be a year-round show or just while you're finishing up some drafts here
2: yeah, the, the, the ball and ideas coming in a little late. I'm going to try to, to maximize as much as I can before the end of the, the best ball season. Uh, and then we'll bring it back nice and early next year, um, you know, as soon as the best balls kind of start going. Um, but the other project will go for the season. It's kind of more of a, like, mini-series uh, apart from our weekly drop of the GOAT district.
0: All right, and then rewind super quick, and then we'll we'll hop into some fantasy football. So you where where's the FFPC, like, those – video is that a video you're doing now with those interviews or is that a podcast series or how so it, where can i see that
2: so the it'll be all dropped under the uh the same stream like once you subscribe to goat district okay. it'll appear as an audio i'm working on the logistics to get the video on both those projects so ideally i'd like to do both where the person watching can see the screen so whether it's the best ball draft or they see Dan and I doing our live draft, or they see us looking at the waiver wire, discussing strategy, that kind of thing. So right yeah. now, it's audio for sure, but I'm trying to incorporate the uh, video aspect.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've got another idea for you we'll talk about later.
2: Sounds yeah. good, man. And, and I'm looking forward to having you and two drink on uh,
1: for that balling idea.
0: Oh, man, absolutely. Man, definitely holler at us.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty sick. I especially like the idea of the balling. Thanks. Yeah, I've had that idea for a while and it's just,
2: uh, you know, time. time. There's, I, It's like anything else, right? You come up with a million ideas, but it takes quite a bit of time. And even setting up just for podcasts, like took a while just to get the logistics together.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, oh, and then even like you said, um, my bad for my short term memory, but whoever lit the fire under your ass to get you moving again. But sometimes that happens too. Like I'm really good at making ideas, but sometimes like taking the initiative to finish the project or take it that next step further, even if you believe in it is sometimes you need that kick in the pants and just to get you going, like I'm sure all three of us have lots of ideas.
2: Yeah. And you know, fantasy is growing so fast right now. at such a rapid pace. You know, you see it on Twitter, just pounding out whether it's articles, videos, podcasts, it's coming out at the speed of light. Right. So if you yep. don't kind of get your ideas in there quick enough, someone else is going to take it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what we decided to do today was just kind of like some of those quick tweaks or sealing the deal on our fantasy teams. Some players we want to try to buy before week one, some players we want to get rid of before week one, just like some last minute lineup tweaks and team tweaks that we want to make. Um, so, true to fantasy football breakdown style, we came up with this idea shortly before the show started. So I'm curious to hear who you guys thought of. Um, I'm going to start with JD. Do you have any guys you're out there scouring through your leagues trying to buy before the season starts?
2: So I kind of broke my list down in position just because I approach each position differently depending on my roster construction. Uh, So if I start with the running back position, one of my favorite, I know you're a running back guy, Swags, but... It's not a position unless it's Kamara, my 101 this year. Uh, it's not a position I'm I want to invest too much, high, basically invest a lot. So whether it's early picks or you know trading away some some significant pieces, uh, it's a position that I like to get early or sorry at at a lower price maybe like those deeper dive guys and i'm gonna i've got a list here of about three or four of them that i'm gonna go through but i love young running backs man those young running backs especially the rookies you know maybe not the top tier guys that everybody's fighting for but those guys that are kind of going under the radar now now that preseason uh you know is, is starting to show up yesterday was amazing i don't know about you guys but just watching football was amazing yesterday uh <laughs> having it on you know switching between the games haven't done that in a while Um, A lot of preseason
0: action. We almost should have started with some of that stuff.
2: Yeah, we can. I mean, I'm going to talk a bit about it. Um, So my first running back that that I'm buying right now is Brian Hill. Out there in Atlanta, Devontae Freeman's not necessarily a guy I've been investing in. His health worries me. Yes, I want my running backs in a great offense, and this is going to be a good one. Uh, I think, you know, the, the stat you keep hearing around is 13 games in a dome out of the 16 so this offense should be firing on all cylinders the problem is he's already kind of popped so he's got two tds now in two preseason games um ito smith on the other hand has been un- unimpressive and that's the guy that Fantasyland land was kind of on seven carries uh sorry seven yards on four carries he did score a touchdown but it was like a one-yard touchdown whereas brian hill he's been working on his receiving skills specifically he's talked about that last year he only had two targets one reception He's got that workhorse size, so he's over 6 feet, 220 pounds, and he's also talking about working on his upper body strength, so basically improving his pass protection, which, as we know, will get a running back more opportunity on the field. So, you know, these are some reasons. Last year, even if you look at yes last year he has proven that he can do it on the field in the NFL, 115 yards on eight carries against Carolina in week 16. Uh, so that's something I look at. Size, you know, has the guy shown that he can do it. He's in this offense. It's a running back position, guys. I like to go for the, the kind of the cheaper option when I'm look at, looking at these high power offenses, and he's one guy. I don't know if you guys have a comment on that.
0: No, yeah. I mean, he's not on my list. Like, he's not even in my preseason notes, but definitely I think he's worth adding, you know, as a speculative ad. Like, and Ito Smith has disappointed. So it's tough to go all in on him. My radar is definitely off of. Ito at this point, and I'm not a Freeman guy. um I'm a huge advocate. If if you hate everybody in front of them, pick up who's behind them just to see what's going to happen because they're super cheap. But I, I also wonder if that's one of those teams that's going to wait till 2020 and see if they can get their running back there.
1: Yeah, I think. Sorry, sorry. go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, I think that's a, that's been the big fear with some of these people uh in those situations um like that one where you're you're not necessarily married to anybody there, like is this team just going to go swoop in and grab somebody in 2020 since it's as deep as it is
0: Yeah but but I mean for as cheap as Brian Hill is I mean honestly he's just a spot if you have somebody you can push to IR you can probably pick up Brian Hill for free right now he's probably oh, yeah. on some waivers
2: It's exactly what I have here the, the, the guy's free you can get him thrown in kind of as an add on if you're working on a deal Yep uh, you know throw a 2024 at him just uh, it, at the price he's going Uh, the possibility these running backs man we see it every year the 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 Damian williams the the lindseys they come into the right right situation and their value increases and then you know what you do with them then is is you've got more options you can move them you can use them
0: yeah and and i want to add to what you said right there because i think that that's like pin the tail on the donkey i don't know if you say that in canada or not but (laughs) we don't say it much here either But, I mean, I think you nailed it, Like, and that's kind of what this show is all about, is trying to get these players that you believe in before the price goes up because right now they're just speculative ads with potential. And once they hit the – I mean, look at Damian Williams, for example. Like, he was on waivers all year last year until Hunt was gone. You know what I mean? So, at that point, Damian Williams' stock flies up so high, and you can get these kind of players dirt cheap. Right now, and price could go up. Even if you end up moving them because they're all of a sudden doing good, and then in the back of your head, you say like kind of what Mike was saying, even about the twenty twenty draft. That at that point, maybe you move on because somebody else believes in him, and you can get a maybe you can get a twenty twenty second for him.
2: Or what I like to do, like these are the guys. I've got four guys listed. They're all guys that are, that are going to be in the cheaper price range. The idea is these are the depth that I want on my bench. On my rosters, like you said, uh, even if, let's say, two out of four or five of these guys pop, you, A, now you've got depth at at your starting position at the running back. But even better is you can move these guys, pair them up with something else, and get yourself an upgrade at receiver, which, you know, when I talk about that position later, I'll kind of talk about more of my strategy, and it fits in perfectly with this, where gain your value at running back, move these running backs, you know, whenever their values are maxed out. Like Damian Williams, I mean, he was going at his max possible value, in my opinion. For the, yep. for the longest time this offseason. So if you didn't move them, then, you know, I don't know, in my opinion, you, you missed your opportunity.
0: Yeah, it levels out. Even if it maintains, it levels out before it goes down. And it happens with every player in the NFL, and some players have a shorter window. You have to, like you said, you have to maximize that stuff when it's happening and not get too much of a crush on people like Damian Williams. <laughs> so some other guys that kind of – Worth talking about maybe from just yesterday's ball. Um, Dave Montgomery had a really nice drive and then finished it with a TV, TD. Same with Daniel Jones. Royce Freeman, 49 yards on three carries. Looked pretty good. Everybody's talking about Jacoby Myers. Uh, six receptions, 69 yards and two touchdowns. I'll stop there. Do you, how do you guys feel about that? Is he on your list? Like, is that... Um, one of those things we're going to get way too excited about from preseason ball, or is that for real?
1: Yeah, uh, which one Jacoby Myers? Jacoby Myers, yeah, for I mean, for him, it's for me, it's interesting, uh, because you know, you're you think about the team and you know, they can plug anybody in there, so I and, and they never seem to commit, so I'm no, I don't know how I feel about him. I mean, I looked around a little bit last night and and uh, just kind of talked to myself and said, dude, settle down, right? Only preseason. Um, so I don't know if I'm totally bought in on Jacoby Myers yet. Earning
0: first team reps, though. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, JD?
2: Yeah, it, I'm kind of like Mike on this one. He's, he's not getting me super excited. I went and actually grabbed him on, on a couple deeper uh, rosters last night. He was sitting in the waiver wire. You know, guys, I dropped, like, I think Amir, uh, Amir Abdullah. Uh, to pick them up on one roster. Uh, you know, maybe they pop you know you see Maurice Harris in the headlines. We don't know who's gonna end up in this uh, offense as a, a significant receiver. The nice thing about this receiving um, group and Green Bays is that the price these guys are going, you know, kind of like we talked about these running backs, you can take flyers on these guys. You can get them off your waiver wires, you can put them on. It's easy to let them go because you're not spending a lot. you're not moving a lot to get them. so, I don't mind grabbing a couple Damian Harris, uh, a couple uh, or is it, is it Damian Harris? No, Maurice. Sorry, Maurice Harris or Jacoby Myers here and there. Not hugely going to be investing or going out to get you know get them, but I don't mind here and there to have one or two shares.
1: Yeah, and I'd say if you're you know if you're on like a really run running heavy back team, not that I know anybody like <laughs> if you're on a really uh, running uh, running back heavy team and you're looking to take some gambles to see if people pop. Like I like that you brought up Green Bay too. You know, there's a there's a whole bunch of people on both of these and nobody really knows like who's gonna kind of sift to the top so you can take a gamble on a couple and that's your that's your construction like why not um but uh i i tend to be pretty balanced uh when i look and so you know i look across and somebody like him for me i'm just you know it's exciting and and maybe he could be awesome but again there's like there's so many other bodies there and and I don't know if I want to take uh, if I want to take the risk from a more balanced perspective.
2: The the thing just to finish really quickly if you look at his measurables, there's nothing impressive there. His the draft capital's not there. Obviously he's undrafted, so there's not much there behind other than what he's showing right now. And right now is the preseason, so you have to tread lightly. You can't be uh, knee jerking too much with what we're seeing on the field uh, in these first few weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean you have to think too if. if... Josh Gordon's reinstated. Edelman comes back. Nikhil Harry develops. I mean, that's probably more the direction they would prefer to go if it all pans out. But, um, uh, excuse me, Miles Boykin, nine targets in the first half. That's a lot of targets.
1: Yeah, uh, that definitely popped off the page uh, to me this morning. So I didn't get to watch that one last night. But uh, when I was rolling through stats last night slash this morning, I was like, holy crap. Like, that's a serious amount of targets. So... Um, you know, I think that something like that, like, stands out, I think, to me, as somebody that I, I should, like, raise an eyebrow and think about a little bit more, uh, versus, you know, somebody who had, you know, a little less targets, but, you know, seemed to flash, uh, the Michael, Miles, uh, Borken thing, easy for me to say, uh, that was very surprising.
0: Yeah. It's just a lot of targets, you know, if he's going to be targeted that much, but. <sighs> and still and why not? The
2: guy's, the guy's six four two twenty. 220, you know, 95 fast arm length and his measurables are off the charts like 442 you know 120 speed score 90th percentile 99th percentile burst score this guy's just like chart off the chart so if they're gonna get him the ball you know he should be and the nice thing in that offense another you know talking about these offenses where it's wide open like a washington in the receiving core is you get a couple uh, pieces here and there this guy could be the wide receiver one in this offense we don't know you know there's nothing
0: yeah so so I'll stop you there, and I'll ask you both today. And I know the ADP is a little bit different, but Miles Boykin or Marquise Brown? Like, what what direction would you go? Who do you think will be the wide receiver one in that offense?
1: Man, so I've been hanging. I've been getting more and more excited about Marquise Brown. Um, but, but you know, you see those targets last night, and you you start to wonder, like, you know. If Jackson can actually get this guy the ball, like... Um, Marquise Brown's know. just
0: coming back off injury. I'm going to throw that in there. Healing up a little yeah. bit. Just got to camp, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, I know. But if if you're getting... If you're getting, uh, you know, a physical specimen like this, the ball, and you're, you're targeting this person that much, like... You know, I don't think it's one of those preseason things where like we're like next game all of a sudden like Marquise is in that role or or whatever, um, or you know whatever week we we see him in. If we see him in preseason, it's uh, I don't know that target share is pretty astonishing. Um, but uh, it's I guess it depends on how much you really trust Lamar, right? So mm-hmm. uh, if you're thinking about like lots of dump offs and whatnot, I I still hedge towards uh, towards uh, our boy Hollywood, but.
0: What um, about you, def- J.D.?
1: Definitely raises an eyebrow. Yeah, like, uh,
2: they're, I'm just trying to look here on FFPC, Superflex, uh, Dynasty. Brown is going at wide receiver 50 off the board, and then Boykin at 71. So Wow, because,
0: that's a huge difference.
2: Mm, a huge difference. And, okay, yeah, they've got draft capital ones in the first round, ones in the third. That's probably what separates them there. But you know we're seeing boy can take advantage if hollywood keeps you know let's say re-injures himself or, or doesn't kind of maximize on the opportunity like i said man this offense is wide open right now other than the quarterback we don't know who's gonna you know kind of be the even at running back we don't you don't know I, i'm big on justice hill uh so yeah the, i
0: love know, justice hill
2: they're guys you want to take flyers on they're, they're both at a good price where the upside is there um but right now i mean you know Boykin's the one taking advantage of the opportunity, so maybe because he's going a bit later, maybe he's a more attractive value.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that. I can't argue that. I still like Hollywood more, but I mean, at that Boykin price, especially with in a startup, not the rookie draft, but in a startup, that's huge, man. Twenty spots just in wide receiver.
2: I've got I've got a few of those Hollywood Brown shares just because he was going super super late uh, at one point this offseason.
0: Yep. Um, the last person I have in my preseason notes I mean a lot happened but the last person I had and this is on one of the players that I want to try to buy before the season starts I have waivers in all over the place I have picked him up on any leagues that don't have waivers running right now but that is Dontrell Hillard um We've all heard his name a little bit more because of the Duke Johnson trade, but then he does pretty well in preseason yesterday. He has nine rushing attempts for only 19 yards, not that great, but he has three receptions for another 34 yards for 53 yards, and then another 38 yards on punt and kick returns. So a total of 91 yards. And I kind of look at him sort of like your Brian Hill, and but I think he might be a little bit more noticed now just because of this trade
1: yeah well i i watched him on TV last night and and uh and it was interesting because you uh he like the catches and stuff were really great um and the the running it, the way he ran was pretty impressive though like so he even though he didn't really like ran up uh like run up the stats or anything like that like he was giving what the you know he was behind what like the second or third string line at that point he was he was getting what they were giving him um and at least like trying to go in the right direction and running hard but not running to like to hurt people so um which i always worry about those guys who run to hurt people because they're they're the people who tend to get hurt eventually um but um yeah you could definitely see him fill that role without a problem like that duke role and and uh fill in as a reasonable backup while you know while we're all waiting for uh for hunt
0: jd any thoughts on Dantrell?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting when you look at his college career,
2: his first couple of years, he was kind of that, you know, kind of similar to like a Curtis Samuel where he, he was he was getting attempts running the ball and he was getting a decent amount of uh, targets, uh, 23 and 30 receptions. But then his last two years total 17 receptions co- uh, combined. So nine and eight. So that's kind of odd. Just Cleveland saying that he's kind of coming in to that Duke role, catching the ball. Um, but he did go over a thousand yards his last year with 12 touchdowns. So he's showing that he can, you know, carry like a good load. Uh, he, you know, he's like we like we talked about. These are the guys that you want on your roster before this happens. So before Duke gets shipped. You want to go out there and grab Hilliard, kind of like what we're seeing now. You know, like I talked about Brian Hill and some of these other running backs that we'll talk about later. But these are the guys you want to get. I don't know that I'm going to go out and buy him now. He's It's one of those, like, if you can get him off your waiver wire because it hasn't gone through yet or, you know, maybe people missed him or whatever the case. uh, I don't know that I'm going to go out and trade for him. But if you had him, it's definitely a nice piece to have
1: right now.
0: Yeah. Mike, did you yeah. have any guys that you wanted to buy before the season started?
1: Yeah, um, I actually i, I snatched uh, snatched them off of a couple of waivers, and I'm working on a trade right now um, with with somebody else. So, uh, one person that jumped off for me uh, that I, that I picked up late in a couple of uh, in, in a startup, and then uh, in a couple of rookie drafts was uh, was Elijah Hollyfield, and I didn't really know how I felt about him, like uh, hearing stuff coming out um, from. Uh, from like the rookie draft and whatnot, but uh, I, I found it really interesting that his measurables are almost exactly the same as McCaffrey, um, and then, uh, you know, he played he played really well last night, and he's he was everywhere on waivers, um, and I don't think they're married to like Cameron Artis Payne or anything like that, you know, he had some opportunities before and never really took advantage of them, so... Um, you know, love him or hate him, Hollyfield's out there pretty cheap, and he's maybe the hype that I'm buying on for today.
0: Yeah, super cheap. JD? Well, he,
1: prior to the NFL draft, this
2: guy was you know ranked by some as a top top running back coming out of this class. Right, uh, and then so, sorry,
1: no, I said right,
2: yeah, yeah, like and if you know for whatever reason he drops in the uh, in the draft and then goes to Carolina, but as we see, there's nothing behind CMC, right, and this guy has some of those traits that mike talked about he was all right in college 6.4 yards uh, average but again when you're looking at these running backs it's all about opportunity and these rookie running backs kind of the forgotten ones maybe the ones that people you know not the hendersons and and the harris guys you know those type of guys these are the guys you can get for super cheap and when i'm investing like at this level with running backs that's what you want man guys that can pop you know guys in the nfl yet
1: yeah. Totally. And they drop, they drop him in that CMC role last night. And he, I mean, he performs really well. So like you, you can't hate that. And if you, if you need CMC insurance or if you're just looking for somebody like you said that, you know, could pop later, um, given the right opportunity, you know, you don't want to predict injury, but you know, given the right opportunity, like, uh, you don't want to be caught with your pants down. Like he's, I think he's a solid pickup where he's at. I mean, just cause he's buried behind CMC doesn't mean he's not any good.
0: Yeah i like it jd let's move back to your list
2: so just to finish with these running backs and and you'll know who my styles are based on who i'm buying in these backfields so dexter williams is a guy out in green bay that he was going under the radar uh after the draft in the sense that you know he was going late in those rookie drafts he's not someone people was were really high on uh necessarily based on rankings and so on but i mean again talking about opportunity Green Bay is a is a high power offense, you know, with Rodgers there, they're most likely gonna be one. Uh last year he was he was I mean, or sorry, last year. The guys that he's fighting with, sorry, I'm looking at Jamal Williams and, and kind of what he did last year and Aaron Jones. The problem with Aaron Jones is he can't stay on the field. Can't stay on the field. Uh he's been injured, I think, five games now in his last couple of seasons, so he's had issues with that. He hasn't necessarily grasped like that R B one role. In this offense, so him and Williams are not necessarily guys, guys that, uh, you know, I'm that worried about. If I own Dexter Williams, and it's all relative to his price. Again, like we t- we keep talking about, right? So Dexter Williams, uh, if you look again, just looking at college production, his last year at Notre Dame, 13 touchdowns over a thousand yards. So again, just looking at if these guys can carry the load. He's 5'11", 220-ish. Uh, he's got the opportunity, the offense, the size, the college production. I, again. He, uh, the unfortunate thing for me is 62 yards, 4.4 yards against Houston uh, in his first preseason game. So hopefully the guys in your league haven't caught on yet, and this is a guy that you can go out. I know I've got him on a lot of my rosters just drafting him in those rookie drafts.
0: Yeah, and even as a throw-in. Exactly. Anybody else on your list?
2: Tony Pollard, uh, shout-out to Dan, my co-host. He's been talking about this guy, at Overhype Sleeper. No E on the end. He's a must-follow out there in Twitter land. He's been talking about Pollard since he got drafted. Um, yeah, I mean, go look him up. I'm not going to bore you guys with more stats, but he's, he's, uh, he's a guy that can create his own role, whether Zeke is on the field or not. But right now with Zeke in his situation, again, opportunities knocking, that's where you're looking for at his price. I think he's still at a reasonable price where you can get him before he pops.
0: So this is becoming one of those interesting ones too, because it's now it's, it's, it reminds me of the Colts last year a little bit. When we were, it seemed like, and even the Packers with wide receivers, though, when we were trying to figure out which one of the three rookie wide receivers to own. And now I feel like it's kind of the same thing here where we're back to Dallas trying to figure out which running back to own behind Zeke. And there's a lot of Mike Weber and we hear Alfred Morris and then Tony Pollard, of course. It's, I don't know, I'm getting to the point where I almost don't want a part of it. I, I almost want to move my shares of everybody in that backfield and sell high before we know what happens with Zeke. But I agree with you too, but I'm just starting to not feel great about it. Is that fair? You know,
2: he he could also be a sell. I mean, just if you look at it based on where he was going, you know, let's say a month ago before this whole Zeke situation uh-huh. happened because he's getting the hype. He could also be a sell, right? It, it it depends on how you're looking at it and also who's in your league. Yep. Yeah. Just my last one. I just want to throw in is uh, Mike Davis because you talked about Montgomery out there in Chicago. Mike Davis is just the forgotten man right now. Again, if you look at injuries at the position at running back position, if you look at opportunity, this guy can do anything. He's and kind he's of a dirt cheap, still guy. pretty young, and he's dirt cheap. Exactly. So you know, another guy you can add on your bench that. Anyone goes down, he's in a great offense. He's going to give you good value.
1: I like it. Yeah, he's a good point out too. You know, you think about what everybody was saying in Seattle last year, and and we weren't sure who it was going to be between you know between the three between him and Carson and Penny for a while there, and and just because he goes to Chicago now and there's a rookie and there's uh, Tariq Cohen, like it doesn't mean he's trash, right? So I like that one.
0: Uh, Mike, any more buys for you?
1: Uh. <laughs> No, I'm just I'm laughing because I just uh, I just swapped out uh, Weber for Hollyfield and Cool Kids. Huh. So we- you, Weber oh, you,
0: you made the McCaffrey. trade.
1: Yeah, I made the trade. Um, so uh, I gave away Weber to pick up Hollyfield. I'm, I'm the McCaffrey owner. So okay. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm just excited. That's all. And
0: then I'm assuming you traded with the Zeke owner.
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: Huh. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think about that, JD? Yeah,
2: I don't mind him, man. That's why I like grabbing those uh, those you know handcuffy I, I like grabbing other teams handcuffs like I'm not a big handcuff guy I've got some dynasty teams where I just ended up with the two guys or whatever so the case like the holy
0: field side of that as well.
2: Yeah, I don't mind it. Uh Weber's what still injured? Yeah, right? I yep. think he's I think he's back but he's not running drills or something like that but I, he's still injured again opportunity Pollard's maybe maximizing on that right now so uh, with what we're seeing in out in uh, Carolina, he's, you know, there's another opportunity there. He probably has less guys to beat than what a Weber does right yeah, yeah
1: and that's the way I was looking at it so I sent him something last night uh and kind of threw put those on there as throw-ins uh and he came back today like you know I I like this person and that person a little bit better but uh but I'll I'll trade you Weber for Hollyfield without a problem <laughs> and I consider it done
0: oh, nice good work
2: yeah. and the other the other benefit these guys were talking about most of them they go in your taxi squad Right, so they don't necessarily need to be week one starters. You put them on their taxi squad. You add another guy to your roster, and then you hope these guys pop eventually. Yeah, I like it.
0: Guys, got any more uh, buys you want to talk about?
2: I got, I got a bunch more. So it's it's up to you guys what uh, what you want me to. Yeah,
0: I have a couple too, but I mean, I'm enjoying listening to your guys's. I can throw a couple out too, or we can get into some sells. Um. Well. So I've got a couple guys that are a little bit more on the radar that, I mean, you'd have to definitely acquire via trade. You couldn't just go pick them up, but I am, and both of you probably know, I'm all about trying to go pick up Ian Thomas before people remember what he did at the end of last year and before people remember what Greg Olson has brought for us the last couple of years, you know, great career. I don't want to sit here and crap on Greg Olson, but it's over. Um, I think that, I mean, Ian Thomas was so good the last five weeks of last year. I think that what Cam Newton has done for his tight end position over the years, I don't know, man, I'm all about trying to go by Ian Thomas. Like, I would love to trade you Mark Andrews and have you give me Ian Thomas and a little piece and feel like I'm coming out on top with the better player in the better position and a small piece extra. That's how much I like Ian Thomas.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I can't disagree with that at all. I think he's uh, almost egregiously undervalued at this point. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. And you're you're talking
2: my jam right now. And I think you and I interacted. Uh, I put, I posted a trade that I recently did to get Ian Thomas. I just pulled it up right now, actually. So he was on my list of buys as well. And there's actually a tier in the tight end position right now, which Ian Thomas is part of, and other guys in that tier, Mark Andrews, Kyle Rudolph, Jack Doyle, Jimmy Graham. like These guys are going super late uh, at such a value. And the guys in the tiers above them that are going like so much more expensive have the same upside in my right. yeah. So just to give you guys an idea, the trade I just pulled off, uh, this was done when? July 21st, so a couple weeks ago. So I own Olsen and I own Melvin Gordon. So I sent Austin Hooper, Trevion Williams for Ian Thomas, Austin Eckler, and a 2023.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, so you got Austin Eckler, Ian Thomas, a 2023, and you gave up Hooper. I really like Hooper. Who was the other player you gave up?
2: Finding the offense he was in, people weren't realizing how young he was and how well he was progressing in that offense. And now he's kind of become the hot topic or one of the you know hype, more hype tight ends. So I'm finding myself you know, trade X five, I'm getting a, an offer for this guy every other day. It's usually about a 2020 20 second is about the value that I'm being offered. What, what do you guys think a with Hooper and B with these guys that you, you know, you collect once the hype builds, you, you've you got them on your roster, but now people want them. So are you selling them for that value? Or are you just saying, you know what? I, I love this guy. I've got him, and now I'm happy starting him or using him.
0: You see, I really like Austin Hooper a lot. So yeah. th- that's a tough one. I, I believe in him. So who was the other player you said you traded away with Austin Hooper? Sorry.
2: Travion Williams.
0: Travion Williams, man.
2: And I will also just point out, uh, if you look at my, again, looking at roster constructs, so the other two tight ends that I have other than Ian Thomas and Olsen are Jared Cook and Vance McDonald. So I've got two guys I can start. I'm not bringing Ian Thomas in to start right away. You know what I mean? Um, But,
0: but man. (sighs) Yeah. I am not a Jared Cook guy or a Vance McDonald guy. I think that we're like living off hopes and dreams of what we perceive them to do. We've got a 32-year-old tight end going to a new offense. Um, There's a reason he's played on, what, six to eight teams in the NFL and only done really kind of good on one of them. So we're presuming he does good in that offense, which he'll probably do okay. And then we've got Vance McDonald, who's never gotten out of a 600-yard season, and we're just assuming that this year he does, just because Antonio Brown's gone. I guess I don't know. Ah, so well, it's hard for me to buy into that. I think that target. you'll be starting Ian Thomas by week three over those guys.
2: So oh, I hope so, buddy. That, is that craziness? Just just to let you know though, on the Jared Cook, he's on my roster, but he's he's on my cell in my tight end positions. Jared Cook, the tight ends from like the tight end nine to the tight end like fifteen ish, they're mm-hmm. just guys. I'm not interested in. And if I own them, if there's any hype, like guys like Jared Cook, I'm selling them. Just, he, yeah. he's it's a dynasty, right? So I've had these. Yep, yep.
0: And I know I'm against the grain on those guys a little bit, like compared to the industry. So I'm fine if, like, you guys completely disagree with me on that. Like, I, I do get it, but man, I'd sell them both, man. I think there's so much Vance McDonald hype going around right now.
2: Nah. I might both and get myself one of those top. I, I like that second tier tight end if I'm a contender right now. Like tight ends, a position I'm not usually investing heavily in until my team is a contender. Then, then I'm kind mm-hmm. of, you know, I just made a move in the OG goat where I've I finished second last year. One of the reasons I didn't win was because my tight end position was a little weaker. So I went out and got Hunter Henry and Hunter Henry and Dave and Joker right now are two guys in the same tiers as the OJ Howards and
0: yeah, and and some guys that are still kind of waiting to hit.
2: No, I was just finished. I was just saying, uh, Hunter Henry and Joker right now. In that, I prefer kind of upgrading to to maybe those two guys because their upside, in my opinion, are the same as like the Ingrams and the OJ Howards, which are going a lot more expensive based in on my leagues. Um, so those are two guys that if I'm contending, I don't mind trading for. So I moved uh, Galladay and Goddard for Hunter Henry in a 2021st in a league where I'm, you know, doing well at wide receiver and I need a, an actual
1: tight end that's starting.
0: Hmm. And you got the 2021st. I like that.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm usually the of a similar ilk. Like if I don't get one early, I I tend to just wait around for one that I think can pop. Or um, in some cases, like wait around for forgotten people. Like um, like I know in one startup this year, I I waited a little too long uh, for some for tight end, but I ended up hate that. Um, You know, like I don't necessarily think that that they're going to be like world beaters, but I don't think they're so much further behind. You know the the rest of the main pack that that i couldn't have waited forever
0: yep uh my last two buys we don't have to talk about them a lot and then if you guys want to round yours up we can try to get into some sales. i don't know we might have to do a whole nother show for cells. Uh but my last two buys because i think that they will outperform their adp and be more expensive but i i still believe in tevin coleman and alan robinson i want to try both those guys to buy
1: yeah, I know you love you some Alvin Robinson. I I, uh, I believe in Tevin Coleman. Uh, I believe in the talent. Uh, people talk about injury. I don't necessarily think um, injury is as big of, of a worry for me um, with him. It's it's the sickle cell right that he deals with most right. So it's just high high elevation stuff. Um, so with him being where he is um, and the teams that he's going to play most often right? So he's going to play Arizona. He's going to play, um, Washington. And, uh, for some reason my brain's taking a fart right now, but (laughs) he's playing someone else out there. That's not like, it's not necessarily like, um, a high elevation environment that you have to be worried or that sort of thing. Um, and the talent's always been there. Like I've always been a fan of him, uh, over top of, um, over top of Freeman. Um, it just, just didn't work out that way for them.
0: Yeah any more uh, buys for you
2: guys Mike you got you got any more I've been kind of hogging the uh,
1: no you're okay you're the guest man but, uh, but no um, no not really nobody of that I think is like super crazy or anything like that um, it was nice to see uh, it was nice to see Higgins last night though um, uh, playing up to uh, where I thought where he might actually be right um, so even though he's like the top wide receiver on the field all night. Um, he looked like it too. Like Callaway didn't look anywhere near him. So uh, when I think about like a third wide receiver on that offense or somebody who might slip into a role um, uh, or be moved around if say one of the top two guys goes down, like um, they seem to trust uh, uh, Higgins. And that includes like Baker all the way down. Like everybody was just trusting in Higgins to be uh, where he needed to be. Um, So. I you know I feel like he's the easy wide receiver 3 on that team and the, and the guy to look at um if something happens to one of the other two. Yep.
2: Yeah, you went the right direction on that one. I was collecting Callaway shares the last, you know, like earlier in the offseason just cuz he was going for nothing, but yeah, uh, me yeah, too flashing.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been sad to see uh, how many teams have Higgins, but I was able to snatch him up in in one league, so um yeah, just it feels good and it feels right, especially when you watch him on the field with everybody, like it just feels right.
0: What about your buys, JD?
1: I'll throw a couple receivers right now that
2: I'm I'm seeing as buys. One, I bought <laughs> a little right now because of the injury, and and just you know, there's a lot of doubts now with that Cincinnati offense. Like a month ago, they're going to be the next LA Rams, or and now they're you know all of a sudden they've lost whatever offensive lineman and you know uh, injury to, to Green. So I think that AJ Green and this offense, once he gets back, hope like as long as he gets back, uh, they can bounce back i guess per se and i think he's a guy that you can add like if he's like your wide receiver three or sorry wide receiver four or five on a dynasty roster because you go and buy him right now for a lot cheaper than what he he could produce for you i think that's definitely a a worthy move and then the other guy that i see opportunity right now is dj moore everybody's talking about curtis samuel which i appreciate because he's a guy i've liked for a while but uh curtis samuel similar to hooper is a guy that i collected when he was cheap and now because of the offers that are coming at me, I'm starting to move some shares and and I see DJ Moore as kind of the, you know, everybody's kind of putting him in that wide receiver two position, not everybody, but you hear a few people talk about DJ Moore kind of losing that wide receiver one uh, role to Curtis Samuels. So I think there's an opportunity there to to get more maybe at a discount right now because to me he's the wide receiver one in that offense.
0: Yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah. DJ Moore's tough to get though. It feels like the guys that own him are very happy to own him. So if he hits the block in any of my leagues, I'm always trying to go talk to that guy quick. Um, Any sells? Do you have any more buys? Do you want to throw a couple cells out there before we get into the two minute breakdown or?
2: Uh, if you're talking to me, I'll go at quarterback since this is uh you know, super flex topic here. Baker Mayfield for me is, is a sell. This guy went over 20 points four games last year. I know he was a rookie, uh, but the way this offense is running, he, he, You know, he was under even 15 points in five games. So he's kind of in that to me, he's not a QB one. Like if I'm drafting him, I don't want him as my QB one, but he's going off the board as QB three or four. And I get that's dynasty and it's super flex. But when I'm picking a quarterback that early, I want max production right now. And the other guys going around him, I wait, I prefer them way over Mayfield. So if I have Mayfield because I drafted him and he's on my roster or something like that, uh, I might be looking to move him right now just because I don't think his production is matching his current value on the market. So yeah, where do you I have him in rankings?
0: Sorry, where do you have him in rankings, JD? Like top seven?
2: Like dynasty rankings? He's yeah, he's it's tough, right? Because he does have that upside, but like I'd rather have Ky- Kyler Murray right now. Um, I've, you know, luck is a question mark. He's uh, and then you've got the obvious guys, Mahomes and Watson. So those are guys I would have ahead of Mayfield normally. You know, injury aside, with Kyler colleges.
0: Murray too. I'm I'm surprised by that.
2: I like Murray's upside better just in that offense and production-wise uh, just with his feet. Like, Mayfield's not running the ball, whereas Murray's going to, you know, hopefully he's going to be doing everything in, the, in that offense, and it's going to be a high-power offense. So I just, uh, yeah, that's probably where I've got him, probably in that six, seven, six, seven.
0: Where four. do you have Aaron Rodgers?
2: Around the same. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I, I'd probably take Rodgers. No, Rogers. I get
0: it. I get it for sure, yeah. And that's not like throwing tons of shade on Baker to have him, I mean, top, five to seven ish we'll say to be fair I mean that's still pretty good but I don't know if I'm ready to put him behind Kyler Murray though yeah,
2: yeah. And the, the, the quarterback and tight end it it's flat right after those top guys yep. top tier. to me it goes flat so you can move a lot of these guys in the next you know in the two or three tier range you can kind of move them back and forth like Jared Goff could easily be up there
0: and that's my quarterback right. to
2: buy right there Goff
0: yeah if we're talking buys, like I, I'd absolutely buy Goff. I think that the price is very fair for what he's going to give you back. I I mean, he, he, I think, was a top 10 quarterback last year, if not top 6. And you add in Cooper Cup back to the equation and an evolving offense. Yeah, I, I don't know. Give me Goff all day. I think I've got him in most of my startups this year just because of the value. Not even targeting him just get, gets to the point where I'm like, man, I've got to take Goff. I love this spot i so yeah, I'd, I'd buy golf up.
2: He was QB 10 uh, last year, points per game. Oh, QB 10? Yeah, points per game.
0: Uh, so, oh, points per game.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's,
0: uh, yeah, that's pretty good, though.
2: He's a QB 1, right? I thought
0: he was a little better, but yeah, 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 sure.
2: I get, the good thing for you is John Hogue's out there lowering, <laughs> lowering the price on these LA Rams, talking about how they're going to have a hangover.
0: Well, and uh, he's raising the Rodgers price, too.
2: There you go. So, he's helping you out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you john maybe shit on stafford a little bit or something i'll go buy him up
2: (laughs) (laughs) love stafford man as a as a very cheap buy right now
0: yep definitely especially in super flexible all right you guys got any sells?
1: um page and throw here
0: well i'll start then i would sell galladay as you know i would sell alshon jeffrey and Alshin, I believe in his production. Actually, I think that he's a great buy for a contender team. But the thing about Alshin that I hate is that everybody hates him. So he has no trade value. And I like to trade too much to own players like Alshin. Because then you get stuck with them. Um But I, I definitely would still sell high on Galladay.
2: Yeah, I was I was gobbling up those Galladay shares early in the offseason. Because he was you know, not exactly going at the, uh, a, a prime value in my opinion, but now he's, he's climbed up. So I've kind of uh, maybe halted a bit just to kind of keep my percentages at a certain point with ownership. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, I mean, the guy's got talent, man. And if Absolutely. Stafford, Stafford can get this offense going, you know, back to went back in the day when he was throwing, uh, you know, whatever it was, 5,000 yards or whatever it was, 4,500, 5,000. Um, I, I think Galladay is going to be a big part of that. And he definitely has room to, to pop. It's just that he's starting to go a little high and then the guys going around him, like I'm starting to prefer even even Godwin uh, to Galladay, which I yeah. didn't in, this, in the preseason.
0: And that's the thing, too. It's not that I don't like Galladay, but the price to me feels like it went up so much since I've gotten my shares that it feels like a sell to me. I still want to keep a couple shares because I did have a lot at one point. But people are calling him a wide receiver one, and I think he's a really good wide receiver, too.
2: Do you prefer Galladay or DJ Moore?
0: Um, that's a tough one. I think that at this point, I would take DJ Moore. I Mike? I'll tell you, I think that Marvin Jones is going to have more points in that offense than Galladay this year.
1: I don't mind yeah. that. At all. I'm on DJ Moore just just because of uh like the body construction and everything like that. It's the same thing I said last year when he when he came out. Like Cam doesn't have to be super duper accurate with DJ Moore,
0: but he he can be though. I I mean. Cam yeah. in that offense when he's had actual weapons to throw it to, like his rookie year when he had uh, Steve Smith. Who else was on that team? He had Greg Olson, had just gotten there, and yeah.
2: uh, Ginn, Ted Ginn, is that Ted Ginn days or no?
0: He, yeah, he. I think uh, he was yeah. there the second year, um, but that, there's somebody that was there that I can't think of. Oh, this is gonna bug the hell out of me. In like 2011 or 2012.
1: Uh, uh,
2: I'm going uh, to go on the Google machine over here.
0: Yeah, get in the Googler. Other,
2: other than Steve Smith.
0: Yeah, you know what? Yep, I promise. Um,
2: Let's see here. Uh, ew, no, what is it? Brandon LaFell?
0: Yeah, LaFell. He had LaFell. And it, what LaFell put up, like, what, 700, 800 yards. Steve Smith had an amazing season. And then you had Greg Olson. Cam Newton's rookie year, like 4,000 yards or something like that. His second year it was 38 69 don't quote me on that so I mean he's done it before when he's had weapons so
1: yep I think well and I just feel like DJ is one of those people so whether you believe in Cam or not um or whether you're you believe like Cam will miss a game or two right sometimes that happens Um, I still think DJ is like a killer asset to have out there catching balls for you. I mean, the guy, the guys wingspan and, and uh, catch radius and uh, ability to like get up and come down with the ball. is just, just disgusting. So like in a good way, like I, I'd totally, I'd totally take it. Whereas I, I kind of believe the same as you too, that like uh, Marvin Jones is no slouch. And who's to say, I think I've said this before on here. Who's to say it's not like a one, a one B sort of thing on that team. Um, uh, or even Marvin Jones being number one. And, uh, I I just, I don't know if I believe in Galladay to be that much, like that much stronger than somebody like DJ. Yeah.
0: Any cells for you, JD?
1: Yeah. Mike, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, this is probably gonna, this is going to sound crazy probably, but I feel like, I feel like, uh, (laughs) at least for now, uh, Juju Smith Schuster's value is like at, at an all time high, right? It's, it's ridiculous. And and he's talented. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's got a quarterback who's not afraid to like sling it down the field. But I just wonder, like, what you can get back uh, for him? Uh, you know, like around that same around that same tier of of wide receiver, or maybe just a little bit under. Like what you can get back and what extra pieces you can get back for him. Like I just feel like you could you could sell him for a king's ransom at this point. I feel like everybody loves themselves some juju. Yeah like
2: it's juju though that's, hey. that's that's my boy man that's my boy Ju- I, the thing with me is i collected the juju shares that i wanted like my ffpc 500 Dynome uh, you know the og goat like the teams that i care about the most i've yeah. got i've got my juju share and it's not because i went out and bought him when he was expensive I, I, I drafted him as a rookie and i even picked him up off waivers uh, i think it was ffpc just as a rookie because those you know those rosters are a lot cheaper yeah. cheaper sorry more um they're more shallow then uh then you like your deep dynasty leaks
1: but that's the point though right so you're you're if you look at some of these people like uh like stocks right um so you got him for a for a killer value right so uh i mean at this point you get a you get a crazy return on him uh if if you can find the right person to buy him and i feel like everybody wants him
0: well what are you offering him for his juju
1: <laughs> for yeah. your juju
2: mm-hmm. Like if if you look right now on on DLF at some trades like recent trades with Juju yeah so this one is for Thielen Lamar Miller a 2021st and a 2021 first
1: wow yeah wow there's another like,
2: one. yeah go ahead sorry
1: no like see that that's what I'm talking about like even if I offered you even if I tried to get like uh like Mike Evans in there somehow like I wouldn't probably get somebody like Lamar Miller um but. I bet I could get like a sweet pick or or a couple of pieces that I could stick in there. And honestly, I feel great about Mike Evans. Like, so I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I get, I get the love for Juju, but I, when I have just, I panic on people when they feel that high, and I just feel like, man, I just want to get rid of this person and like get more for him because I can.
2: So there's there's a few things there just with Juju specifically. Like I talked about earlier with wide receiver, I like to be top heavy. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I look at my FFPC roster right now, I've got Juju, Devonte Adams, Stephon Diggs, uh, Mari Cooper, and uh, Brandon Cooks. So, to me, those are all guys that are, like, top 12, top 15 wide receivers in Dynasty. It's a $500 buy-in. I want to win now. I get what you're saying, but there's a certain point where the, the value building when you're in it to win it now to me i'm building value when i'm building a dynasty when i have my dynasty there's certain players that i want on my roster and juju is one of them the other thing is i still think there's room for him to grow i see and i've been saying this all offseason to me juju can with especially what we're seeing at the running back position you know one by one they fall and i could easily see juju the one one next year I think there's room for him to grow in that offense, 160 targets. There's room there, man. There's, there's a lot of targets that left with, with AB and he's going to be the focal point of this offense. And I uh, mean,
0: another thing to add to that, and I know this isn't this, and Juju's awesome. So I don't, I'm not going to throw any more numbers at you or what he does for your team, but Juju is fun as shit to own. Just exactly. like the stuff he does and his antics during the games and after games and, watching juju he's a fun <laughs> dude like he makes you that's laugh classical. and you can take pride <laughs> in that i alone
2: and, and uh, similar to the winning point that's kind of the last point that i didn't that uh, that um, swags you kind of i totally forgot to say that but that's it's fantasy man it's supposed to be fun right so yeah. some yep. of these guys if you're a big fan of whoever your favorite player is and he's doing really well Sometimes it's not always about getting value. Sometimes it's about getting to cheer and, and follow a guy that's, you know, like, like you said, fun and, and out there. Uh, he's hilarious, man, on Twitter, on, on social media. guy's hilarious.
0: Yep. All right. Well, I think we all probably could have had a lot more cells. So hopefully, JD, get you back on when two drinks back from vacation. Mike, you're obviously more than welcome to join us as well. And we'll do the same kind of idea, but get into more of the cells So maybe we can recap this a little bit next week or something if we can find the time.
1: Sounds good. Yeah, sure enough.
0: Next week, JD can pick up the drinks or something, put Mike on the spot this (laughs) week. So if you are ready, I'm going to get us rolling into the two-minute breakdown. And what will happen is I will start the timer. It will start with a sexy voice. And at that time, our timer has started. There's no stopping the timer. Um, So I'm going to go through 12 questions JD I've tried to design these a little bit for you um yeah just gonna have some fun couple fantasy questions couple couple just random random stuff so if you guys are ready we'll fly into this let's do it all right and now your two
1: minute breakdown
0: um JD I'll start you off easy how many time zones does Canada have (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, i'm pure guessing 11 you have six
0: pacific <laughs> mountain central eastern atlantic and new Newfin- and newfoundland
2: i'm thinking provinces here you know
0: so i like to ask this to all of our guests the red carpets rolled out for you what is your red carpet song
2: oh man uh you know what i'm gonna shout out to my boy man man bun man the, the goat district intro song is one of my favorite songs so you know what why not I'll oh roll. hell
0: yeah i love it
2: for that. Yes. and maybe sport like a nice green shiny suit or
0: something i love it <laughs> what this is my favorite question what is canada's most purchased grocery item maple syrup <laughs> it's not it's craft craft dinner oh um, mike do you know what craft dinner is
1: i'm assuming it's just craft mac and cheese like yeah, mac it's and cheese craft dinner. mac and
0: cheese they call it craft dinner
1: I never knew oh, that. Yeah. Interesting.
0: I'm talking too much. Um 80% <laughs> of the world um 80% of the world's blank comes from Canada. Minerals? Maple syrup.
2: Ah, oh, see I got <laughs> the time. Uh, the
0: Toronto Huskies were established in 1948 and were the first Canadian team into the NBA. Yeah, good job. Where did Babe Ruth hit his first home run? Montreal? Toronto Island?
2: Yeah, see, I I thought Toronto was a little too obvious, so I tried to outsmart myself there, but that's that's a great fact. I didn't know that.
0: What is North America's oldest brewery? North America's oldest brewery.
2: Oldest Molson? Yeah,
0: 1786. How many eggs a year does the average Canadian eat?
2: Oh, man. I eat... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me do some math here. Uh... (laughs) 50 times, let's say, I don't know, like 500?
0: The average Canadian eats 190 eggs a year.
2: Oh, wow. I eat I don't eat meat, so I don't eat red meat or chicken, so I, I eat a lot more eggs.
0: Huh. One of these questions will be really interesting then. Nikhil Harry or Metcalf in Dynasty?
2: Uh, Metcalf. Wow. Quicker, quicker, quicker production, in my opinion.
0: Yep. More okay. points in 2018. David Montgomery or Josh Jacobs? Montgomery. Favorite food to grill?
2: Uh, salmon or veggies?
0: Oh, yeah. Some salmon on the grill is awesome. Free agent, running back, or wide receiver? So an NFL free agent, running back, or wide receiver, you want to try to pick up or stash before they sign with a team? J H I. Okay, yeah. I like that one. That was it. You did miserably on the two-minute breakdown. I think a lot of it was because I talked too much about stuff, but... No, I'm I not the definitely. best question asker of the show, and two-minute <laughs> breakdown is designed for you to fail.
1: I just represented my country poorly, that's all. I know, uh, right? I, I was just glad that you said veggies, because uh, I got made fun of for saying grill and veggies. So. <laughs> Grilled veggies are awesome, man. Throw a little yeah. on that. and mm. It's because two drinks are not here. That's why you're not getting made fun of.
0: <laughs> so uh, do you have you been a vegetarian your whole life?
1: No. So my wife, when I met her
2: uh, 10 plus years ago now, 12, whatever, something like that, I, she was vegetarian. And I just, you know, would, I, I like to try different things when it comes to diet and nutrition. So, I, I, you know, I tried vegan, I tried uh, uh, vegetarian. Now I'm pres- prescatarian, I guess you call it. So I okay. eat fish, I eat veggies, I don't eat red meat or chicken. And I just find I can keep my weight at a weight that I that was usually hard for me to keep at. And uh, I just feel better. You know, I just I just feel a lot better. And as soon as I, you know, maybe try to do a little red meat or something like that, which I, I haven't done in a long time. But last time I did it, it did not end well. So I just I it's just a personal type of thing. And I like to challenge myself sometimes.
0: Yeah. So the reason I asked was because um in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan, which is close to Canada. They have a thing that's very popular and amazing. And they're just like beef pasties. Do you have pasties in Canada? No. What is that? It's like, uh, Mike, do you know what it is? It's just like beef and potatoes and carrots and like rutabaga and they put it in just like this pie crust and pasties were originally kind of like invented like back in the 1800s and like the lumber days, like your wife would make it for you before you went out for days to cut down wood and you'd have a couple pasties like packed in your bag and you'd just be able to take them out and eat them because it's all just shelled up like a pouch but dude up when you get them from the up like a true pasty they're just there's something about them it's simple down like just home food but it's just so good man so yeah
2: we, we have something like that on my, my mom's from Quebec, like boonies in Quebec. And her dad was actually a, a lumberjack in Maine. Like he'd go down a, across okay. the border. From Maine, and uh, they have something called tortillard. So it's like a meat meat pie. And yeah. uh, so that's something they'll make like a, a whole batch, put them in the freezer. And they're basically loaded for
1: the winter. You know, yep. they've got their. Oh, sure. All right this it's nice, warm food. It, like, sticks to your ribs and all that business. Yeah, I always thought it was pasties, so I learned something today. It's pasties. <laughs> oh, <they're laughs> awesome.
0: they awesome. I mean, they say <laughs> it different. Pasties are something I mean, else. <laughs> yeah, listen to the way J.D. talks. Everything's different the more north you go. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, thanks for making the time for the lunch break, Mike. J.D., thanks a ton for your first time on Fantasy Football Breakdown. Tons of fun. Have to yeah, get nice you back JD. on to finish this shit up. Tell them who you are and where to find you, all that good stuff, and we'll get out of here.
2: Yeah, thanks again, man. This was this was a, a blast midday on a Friday. It was perfect. Really appreciate it. I'm at Go District. You can find the Go District podcast. Tag us. You want to talk trades? Always be trading. Check your Twitter.
0: Go District is very active on Twitter.
1: Oh, no doubt. And they are all about the trades I've, I've been listening. So um, I'm at the third mic everywhere except for Instagram, which I am at the third mic everywhere. Uh, swag tell us
0: about you <laughs> i'm at dff underscore swag check out at ff underscore breakdown and of course at fl2 drink minimum who will hopefully be back next week trying to hold it down for him this week appreciate your help guys uh, thanks man
1: it's always a pleasure later boys later Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you guys didn't crucify me over the Juju thing completely. But uh
0: Kelvin but Ridley it, and DJ Moore or Juju. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean
2: Juju. Yeah, Juju. Because I think those are to, two guys
0: be, that could go up in value a lot. Yeah. yeah. Totally,
2: totally, but I wanna to be top heavy at that receiver, man. I want I want like a million running backs and I just want like maybe a couple extra receivers. I don't like making decisions, man, at at receiver, whereas running back is easier to decide who
1: started.
0: A.J. Green or Alshon Jeffrey?
1: Uh, I'll go A.J. Green. I was going to say probably Green, but it doesn't feel good. I think
0: I'd go A.J. Green, too.